Friends, hello. Happy New Year. Did you have a good Christmas and New Year? How did you celebrate? And what, in your opinion, makes a good party? What's important to you? What's important when you gather people around you? On New Year's Eve just passed, we held one of my favourite New Year's parties and that I've ever been at. It was just the three of us. A curry delivered to the door. We watched Encanto, the new Disney animation, and we're all in bed by 10. It was brilliant. But what made it special? What about that made it possibly the best New Year's that I've ever had? Was it the delicious and quickly delivered goodness topped with a pile of garlic naan? Was it the witty and catchy tunes written for the film? Was it the laughs and tears that a Disney film can elicit? Was it sharing all of that with my wife and daughter? What was it? What makes a celebration important to you? And if that's difficult, maybe think of it the other way. What could happen to make a party move from terrific to terrible? What relatively simple thing could make a celebration of any sort fall flat and lose all the joy? As we think about this, we're now going to hear of a party of biblical proportions. A party that may have gone on for days, where they drank the bar dry, and this social faux pas could have ruined the whole wedding. On the third day, a wedding took place at Cana in Galilee. Jesus' mother was there, and Jesus and his disciples had also been invited to the wedding. When the wine was gone, Jesus' mother said to him, They have no more wine. Woman, why do you involve me? Jesus replied, My hour's not yet come. And his mother said to the servants, Do whatever he tells you. Nearby stood six stone water jars, the kind used by the Jews for ceremonial washing, each holding from 20 to 30 gallons. Jesus said to the servants, fill the jars with water. So they filled them to the brim. And when he told them, now draw some out and take it to the master of the banquet, they did so. And the master of the banquet tasted the water that had been turned into wine. He did not realise where it had come from, though the servants who had drawn the water knew. Then he called the bridegroom aside and said, Everyone brings out the choice wine first, and then the much cheaper wine after the guests have had too much to drink. But you've saved the best until now. What Jesus did here in Cana of Galilee was the first of the signs through which he revealed his glory, and his disciples believed in him. The wedding at Cana, the account of Jesus' first miracle, the point where Jesus gets annoyed with his mother. They're an integral part of the beginning of Jesus' ministry. And they set the tone for a ministry that is with everyday normal folk. It reminds us of Jesus' humanity and it gives us our first glimpse in what is to come. And at this point in the ancient Near East, running out of wine at your wedding would bring shame to the groom and his family. And this shame because they ran out of wine, would be significant. But the magnitude of the shame that could have been was countered by the honour that Jesus imparts through his gift 
draught of absurd amounts of the best wine. The celebration goes from good to terrible to better than ever. At his mother's prompt, and with more than a little grump, Jesus takes steps into the beginning of his public ministry. In performing this, traditionally seen as his first public miracle, Jesus assures that the groom and his family maintain their honour in the community, and he brings honour to himself as part of the group that brought about the successful union. The overabundance of what Jesus provides is part of an enacted parable that sets the scene for further examples of generosity revealed in the kingdom of God as his ministry gathers pace. It also reveals to those who are his disciples what they can expect. And it begs the question of us, in what way do we reveal the kingdom of God that honours others, providing generously to them in their time of need? Let's go back to where we started. What is your perfect celebration or gathering? What are the moments and ingredients to make a place of joy and generosity? For the New Year's celebration that we had in the manse this year, you could strip away the curry and the elaborate cartoon. The thing that brought joy and generosity to the party was each other. It was sharing time together, doing something that we three enjoyed. And the way we could bring more joy and honour to that? Make more time to do it more often. In hearing the account of Jesus' first miracle, we're shown a new way to live that responds to need and shame with generosity and honour. We don't just tolerate the refugee, but welcome them with open arms. We don't just give the spare crust to those who are hungry, but we share the very food that we would eat. We don't just do anything but we open our hearts with generosity and joy because loving people to a place of honour is what Jesus would do. So friends, as you continue into this new year, go and respond to the hungry with generosity. Go and respond to refugees with welcome. Go and respond to people bestowing honour and love.